0: And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from $8,000 per month, for example, to $20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below.
1: Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you'll discover top resources for selling strategies, powerful tips, and best practices to open your mind and performance to the next level. You can double your sales too. So let's get to it with your sales
0: coach, Ursula Menches. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Double Your Sales Now. Today, I have Mike Mooney with me, and we're going to be talking about the power of mindset during turbulent times. And We're in it. We are still in turbulent times. Over the past few weeks, we've talked about the coronavirus and what that has shifted in our lives. Today, we're talking about so many things that are going on in the world. We're, you know, right now, as we record this, um, it's the weekend after many protests here in Minneapolis, George Floyd's passing and what that means. And, you know, that's going to be weaved into this conversation. And also just a heads up, like this is a conversation I'm going to continue to have on the Double Your Sales Now show. And it matters so much because, you know, my heart is about prosperity. It's about every person on this planet having the opportunity to prosper. And so I invited on my next show, my dear friend, uh, Janice Graham. We've been friends For many years, and we're going to have, we're going to start the conversation, or really continue the conversation, of what it what it all means right now, and how can we support? How can we stand shoulder to shoulder with the African American community, with others who have felt disenfranchised, and and how we can be of support, and how I can use my voice to support? It's going to be a constructive conversation with all sides. So get ready for that. That's going to be coming up in the next show. You'll hear about it. Today, again, I just want to welcome Mike to the show. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Uh, Ursula, thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited about uh, our time together and having a chance to, to connect and, and talk. This is going to be great
0: yes it's gonna be great and mike was introduced to a mutual friend and you never know with, with the timing of things and that wasn't the perfect timing And all of a sudden the perfect timing is here so <laughs> i'm grateful to the universe and to god for figuring this out a couple housekeeping things if you haven't yet please go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift six secrets to doubling your sales now it's a pdf it can help you get unstuck and get refocused on what you want also because you are a podcast listener If you haven't been to sales camp yet, we now have virtual sales camp. You can sit in the comfort of your office or your home and join us and work on taking your business to the next level. I had so many limiting beliefs about taking our class sales camp and making it virtual. I thought, how are we going to create the magic that happens when we're shoulder to shoulder tons of limiting beliefs about that. But one day when I got still and heard that silent voice that suddenly got a little bit louder, the whispers that said, Ursula, it's time. It's going to work out. I listened. Sales camp is now virtual now. and We've heard from our clients that in some ways it's even more powerful. So you have to find out why that is. Come and play with us. We have a very, very special price for our podcast listeners. You can email us at contact now, and my team will get you all that information. All right. Well, with that, let me tell you about Mike and why I'm so excited. You know, we're going to talk again about the power of mindset during turbulent times. Mike Mooney, It would be easy to say that his career has been going in circles for the last 25 years in the high speed world of motorsports. Mike built a reputation for creating award winning campaigns that drove brand, athlete, and sports property distinction, protection, and recovery, having represented many highly regarded brands such as Mercedes Benz, 3M, Tylenol, Walmart, Eli Lilly, and Fifth Third Bank. Wow. With a passion for personal empowerment, self development, and results, Mike left racing to share the lessons and experiences from a high pressure, high visibility, and high-performing career. Mike speaks, coaches, and consults with individuals and leaders to help them proactively shift the way they value, manage, and build their brands and reputations in our hyper-connected world. His breakthrough book, Reputation Shift, Lessons from Pit Road to the Boardroom, is a roadmap with ready-to-use personal branding and reputation-building strategies for people who want to create greater personal and professional opportunities. Mike lives in Huntersville, North Carolina, with his wife, three children, and two dogs. I love it. He's active in his community and volunteers with veterans groups and the Boy Scouts of America. Well, Mike, congratulations on all of your success. Um, Thank you. Thank you for being here. I just want to dive in. I I want to know more. I want to hear a little bit about your background, your story. I was particularly drawn to 25 years in the high-speed world of motorsport. So tell us a little bit. Tell us that story, and now what are you up to?
1: Absolutely, and again, I appreciate the opportunity to come on and and talk with Ursula. And you know, I I did. I spent 25 years in motorsports and the areas of brand strategy, uh, the areas of of marketing communications, where it was it was my job to help the sponsors that were investing 10, 20, 30, 50 million dollars into racing programs. My job was to help them develop the marketing, the communications, the brand platform and strategies to bring those sponsorships to life, to have them come to life in ways that we're going to drive their business, that we're going to help them either, you know, with consumers, with B uh, 2 B2B programs and using the different drivers voices and the assets we had to create a differentiated voice for them. So that was a blast. I had a lot of fun doing that, uh, for like, you know, brands like you had mentioned before, but did that in NASCAR, IndyCar formula one, um, and then the other side of it that really kind of drove me to where I am now is I spent a lot of time uh, cleaning up messes. Uh, and, and that was, you know, in the crisis management and reputation management side of the sport, which is, it's very unique when it comes to motorsports because when a brand invests in a driver or team, they are now associating their reputation with the drivers and team. So therefore, the idea of what a driver may do or say. And trust me, many of the crises I had to handle were, you know, drivers on national TV being knuckleheads and saying stupid things. You know, and we see that sure. happening in, in sports all the time. Uh, so I was handling those types of, of crisis situations. Uh, unfortunately, I've managed uh, driver deaths, fan injuries, uh, sponsored bankruptcies. And that that whole area, I kind of I hate to say, I kind of geek out on the crisis and the reputation piece of understanding how did we get to where we are now. And it struck me, Ursula, that you know, as as much as brands are investing in in these these properties and in the sport and in general, reputation management was always seen as a after the fact. Now what type of of approach? And in my estimation. And my my position and belief is that it needs to be on the front end. We need to be proactive. It needs to be a what if, okay, so that we can actually get ahead of and actually avoid crisis that could hurt the reputation. So, you know, it was really that experience of, of working in real time with high profile brands and a global perspective, combined with that idea of shifting mindset from reactive to proactive. It got me thinking, I've got to write a book. I've got something in me here that I want to share. And that became the launch pad and my pivot out of motorsports and into my, my career as a keynote speaker, coach, and consultant.
0: All right. Well, so many things. So <laughs> I was, I haven't been to a lot of NASCAR races. I was to one and it, it blew my mind. And yeah. It was, it was loud and it was crazy. And seeing all the sponsors yeah. and of course very different than watching it on television. So that was, that was really cool. And I remember, um, just being in that energy and the excitement. So of course when Ford versus Ferrari came out, um, my husband and I went, got to that movie as fast as we could. I grew up on a farm in Southern Minnesota. Like I drove cars like dusters (laughs) and cars that my brothers fixed up. So I I just have a passion for, and I drive a little too fast. A big difference driving in California for 16 years, moving back to Minnesota. I got a lot of tickets when I moved back. So I had to like slow down. Now my husband's like, you drive so slow. And I'm like, because I have to be (laughs) conscious of it. So an incredibly exciting world, but you're right. I'm sure there were so many times and so many things that had to be managed. Well, let's talk about the times we're in these, like you use the word turbulent, like we are in turbulent times where, I mean, I remember at the front end of the pandemic when sports events started to be canceled and it was Mm -hmm. a shock to the system, right? Like we've lived some pretty you know, outside of the Great Recession in my lifetime, that was the, the yep. shock I remember when we were in California. It was a big shock. We almost lost everything. We owned a lot of real estate. It was, it was ugly yep. for a while, but nothing.
1: Like, we survived,
0: yep. right? Yep. And we learned a lot. And so then then the pandemic. What was interesting about the pandemic, I feel like, is that we our brains were looking for patterns forward. Like, what are we going to do? What's there was And there was nothing. There was no... Yep. You know, unless you lived through the Spanish flu, which most people who did are much older, like there just yeah. wasn't, what do we do? Right. And so yeah. we've watched people react. We've watched reputations implode in some cases. So I'm curious, yeah. I'd love your take on what are you seeing? What's your advice for people right now?
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and you're spot on because here's, here's the, 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 the two, the two things that, that come to mind that as I've been talking to leaders in different organizations, uh, you know, that, A, there's no playbook. You, you mentioned we're looking for patterns. We do, that's human nature. That's how we survive. That, that's how the brain's able to function is to identify and pick up these patterns of behavior that then become our schedule, our normal, the way we go about our, our, our daily routines, right? And when we don't have the routine, it completely throws off the, this hardwiring that we have, we have used to, to survive upon. And, and when I was talking with leaders early on uh, during, during the pandemic, I'd ask them, what's your biggest challenge right now? And early on, it was, well, I want to make sure that my team's just getting the work done right? Because it was a time when people were now working remotely. Uh, we were, I mean, w- w- what are we doing right now? We're using the Zoom platform and other, other ways of virtual con- connections. I mean, we weren't doing that before. It was available, but we weren't doing it and using it as we are right now. But their biggest concern was, I want to make sure that my team is actually getting the work done. And this doesn't seem like it's an extended weekend or, or what have you. The interesting thing though, Ursula, is the fast forward about a month and a half, two, two and a half months into this, and I I would go back and again, I'm doing regular daily calls with the people in my network, just checking in on them. And I ask the same question, what's your biggest challenge right now as you're leading? And here's the interesting answer I got. And this wasn't just from one or two, it was consistently across the board. I don't know how to manage the people's emotions right now. I'm seeing a lot of isolation. Depression, anxiety, things that aren't even work related, but as we all know, they're absolutely work related. Our, our, our anxiety, our fears, where we're sitting absolutely hits our work product. And, and that, that to me is um, a really big part of why I've been speaking a lot lately on this mindset or what I'm calling mind shift. You know, we have to look at the mind shifts of of what's happening around us because we're all, all of us, all of us, all of us are being forced to shift in so many different ways in our lives.
0: And we will, I'm going to have you dig into that a little bit toward the end. Like, I really want you to talk about what mind shift means at this point and what you're, what you're suggesting, because, you know, and a lot, some of my clients know this, but I'm trained as a marriage and family therapist as well. I wanted to get a master's degree in coaching. It didn't exist. So I did this other path, which was phenomenal and taught me a lot, a lot about what I didn't know already. And just, you know, the intricacies of everything of, you know, we, when I was in the corporate world, I always said that it, and I mean this in a a good way, but it was adult daycare sometimes as a, as a leader, like I was, I was doing more counseling than I was anything else, counseling and coaching. And if things weren't going well at home, they weren't going well at work. And so often it was sitting and there were all these talks about like HR and boundaries and all these things. But I thought if I can't be authentic, if I can't support my team, like they're not going to be able to produce. And there were times when I would just, when I was president of an IT company, I would walk around the floors and just take ice cream sandwiches and have conversations with people and really check in. And that wasn't during a pandemic. Right? So now the isolation and just the fear and the uncertainty and is a is a huge concern and i mean one that like for my clients like all you know with our clients most of our clients are small business owners we're talking with them about these exact issues and one of the things that has come up is for our small business owners is should i keep selling like at the front end of the pandemic should i keep selling should i keep and i'm sure you've had these thoughts yourself should i keep right. my business going what does it mean and now a month and a half in so the answer was yes to that. And we had mm-hmm. to get past the shaming and the other things that were happening out there about not moving forward or not selling because you couldn't, unless you were going to lay your business down, you couldn't stop, right? A month and a half in, I'm delivering a keynote today to a group um, that's very near and dear to my heart, the Inland Improved Business Center. It's Prosperity Week. And my topic is, is it okay to prosper during a pandemic? So we moved from can I sell to now, is it okay to prosper? And so I, I want to talk to you about like, how has that shown up for you in your business and with people, you know, like we're feeling all these emotions yeah. and then is it okay to keep making a living? Yeah. What about? Yeah,
1: that? there, I would say absolutely. Absolutely. And we have to, we, we, we have to keep moving forward. However, however, I'm going to put the big caveat around this. My opinion, this is just my opinion though. Yeah. The currency today, the currency today is not money. And if you think that you're still building your currency on money today in this pandemic, you're, you're, you're wrong. You're wrong, in my opinion. Here's where I'm going with that. Yeah. Okay. Is that today's currency is trust and relationships. The money will follow that. Okay. You, if, you're, if you're selling somebody, and there's a difference now, okay, between opportunity and being opportunistic, I'm really clear opportunity is when you're when you're delivering value a service right you're 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 creating impact that's helping people in their lives opportunistic is when you're out there just trying to peddle something and it's just transactional so my point is this for those companies that are that are are thinking about how am i making my sale How am I going to make that next sale? I would encourage you to flip that and say, how am I continuing to build trust? What am I doing today that is strengthening a relationship with someone who is hurting that I know, and this is tried and true, and we've seen it out of the Great Depression all the way through the recession and others, where you build that relationship now, you're shoulder to shoulder with these people fighting forward. And guess what? The money's going to come. They're going to remember who stood by them and who was there for them when the times were tough and weren't sitting there with their hands out going, Hey, pay me, I need more money. Hey, make this sale. I need this.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: That 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 will come. So it's a it's a shift in mind set of are you looking at this still from a transactional mindset, which is all about the currency, or are you looking at it through a relational mindset, which is about trust? Trust is the long game. Relational is the long game. And I'd encourage people to think of that, especially in the pandemic, and I know it's counterintuitive because everyone's like, Oh my God, my business. Yes. Every day we're looking at the financials and we're seeing them go down, down, down. So I'm not downplaying the pain. I'm not downplaying um, the the sense of urgency for your audience or any business owner out there saying, Mike, it's nice. You want to build a relationship, but I got to make my, my, my payroll this month. I'm not diminishing that. I'm just saying that we as leaders have to take a step back sometimes. to so think of that long game and what are we building here?
0: Yes. Such a great point. And I was laughing because you, I think you've been in some of our rooms recently because one of the things we did, we started, we changed our sales script. So we help people write sales scripts and how to communicate. And then the pandemic script you're calling to serve, right? Like you're still, we wanted all of our clients, whether you're making cold calls or warm calls to still be getting in front of people, still connecting with them. But the question now you ask first is how are you doing? How are you doing in the past? Like what's yeah. going on with you? Like from, because I'm a big mental health advocate we talked about before, like, like let's check in first. Now, if they're not doing well, it's your opportunity. And I feel like your duty to give them a referral, a connection, a suggestion, support. If they're like, Ursula, I'm doing great. My business is okay. Great, let's have that continued conversation of how I might still be able to serve you. And I agree with you, it's like, yeah. like separating those two pieces and that, that this, it's back to what you said too, we've talked a lot about the relationships we built during the recession. Those, those people were the first people who called me when the pandemic right. hit. And right. so much business has been pushed my way because of those relationships. And so we've been saying that too. Like be really conscious of who you're building your relationships with right now because these are like your friends for life, your clients for they, life.
1: They, they, they absolutely are. So, so that, that's something that, that um, it's actually a strategy that I talk about uh, it's actually in, in in my book but I also talk about this with my, with my coaching clients and current clients uh in this idea of of creating emotional souvenirs. Mm. Okay so so let me ask you this Ursula if if I asked you right now to uh think about the first concert that you went to okay I'm not going to ask well, let me ask you do you remember what was, it, yeah, what was the first concert Yeah it was
0: I <laughs> I got to go for free because I worked at the state fair in Minnesota and that was part of the goal. Okay. Um, it was the Backstreet Boys. I think it was the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Am I too young for that? Backstreet Boys. Was it the Backstreet oh. I think it was the Backstreet could've Boys. It was, they they were there. I think they were one of the groups, that, the bands that was there that summer. Yes.
1: So, so you went to go see the Backstreet Boys. Okay. So you went free. Um, so you didn't get a ticket per se, or maybe no. you did get a ticket. Get I a was ticket?
0: working there. So they probably okay. gave us like honorary tickets, but I was, yes.
1: Great. So where's that ticket now? Do you still have that ticket?
0: Probably in one of my scrapbooks
1: somewhere. Somewhere. Evidence somewhere, that I right? was there, yeah. But somewhere, right? Maybe you can find it. Maybe you can't. Okay. The question is, if I asked you to close your eyes and tell me who you were there with, what was the experience like? What do you remember? What were the sounds? What were the smells? I guarantee, and you're going there right now, I can see it on your face. Yes. You know, And that's the point, is that that is an emotional souvenir we go through life oftentimes and I can't find that ticket. Um, I outgrew the, the concert t-shirt, you know, I lost the hat, the cup is gone, whatever it is. But the emotional experience that you had, you will never forget who you were with, what it was like, etc. cetera. So what I'm, what I'm suggesting and encouraging leaders and, and, and business owners to do is think about in this time right now, what are the emotional souvenirs that you can be creating that transcend what it is that you're selling, your service, your product, et cetera. It gets back to what you said. The people who, who you formed amazing relationships with during the, that recession are the ones who are still with you today. So as an example, I'll bring this to life. So as I was talking to uh, you know, some of, of my friends and, and different people in industries, and I kept getting that same answer of my biggest challenge right now is helping my team and the emotions and their mindset. And I said, okay, how about we do this next time you have your team meeting, which is going to be on zoom, I assume. And they're like, yeah, it'll be on zoom. I said, let me hop on for 20 minutes on the front end. And I'm, I'm going to talk to them about the power of mindset and what we're doing in mind shift. And we're going to talk about control and emotion and perspective. And from there, you know, then we're going to have a conversation around that. And, and then you can go on, on with your meeting and they're like, would you do that? That'd be fantastic. How much is it? And I'm like, nothing. It's nothing. I don't don't want the money. This isn't about the money. It's like you said, this is about serving. There's a need right now. Now, as a business owner, though, you know that there's an emotional souvenir that's just been left with that team and that individual by that small act, by a little bit of generosity. I'm not expecting anything in return. Trust me, this isn't, uh, I'm expecting you to call me when it's over. But listen, I know people will because it's happened before, but it's the right thing to do now. That's an emotional souvenir. I love it, yeah. I love
0: it. Yes, and, and just that connection of, I think it was um, Mary Kay, Mary Kay Ash, who said people, were, people never remember what you said, they'll remember how you made them feel, right? The founder yeah, of Mary absolutely. Kay, right? Like that, that deep connection and that
1: emotion. Absolutely.
0: So I, want, I got a couple things, I don't wanna run out of time yet. Do you have, you have a little okay. time yet?
1: I do, for you, absolutely, okay. let's do um,
0: it. I'm, so one of the things we always talk about are, are your sales strategies. And I think you just mm-hmm. like a soft strategy is serving. What other strategies are working well for you to, in this time that like two strategies that are, that are useful that you could share with our audience.
1: So I, I would, I would say like the, the biggest one I'm focused on right now is, is content content, content, content. You know, uh, I, I happen to be working in the thought leader space, but that doesn't mean that people who have brick and mortar stores and products can't be content generators and thought leaders in their own space. So for me, it's truly about creating more content, more relevant and engaging content and trying to draw people into a conversation and and also connecting people within that conversation. So I, I feel like for me, that has been a, a fantastic source to continue the momentum that I had been building prior to the pandemic because let's be honest in my world as a as a speaker I'm sure you've experienced this too I mean my Q1 2 and and into Q3 oh oh my god you know it's it's been uh, it's been earth-shaking now fortunately I've built my practice and I've diversified it in some other channels so my coaching and consulting work is fine but I'm also shifting to virtual experiences and virtual events, like you had mentioned with with your camp now going virtual. Um, so I would just say right now, content is is a is a huge uh, piece for me and, and my business. And and the other is is relevance. Okay, and what I mean by that is understanding where the pain points are and continuing to understand the pain points of my current clients as well as prospective. Clients. So, with that, I'm creating some very specific and tailored um, uh, experiences, virtual experiences that are helping them to continue to build relational equity that is going to help them continue to drive sales for customers and prospects.
0: Got it. So working on content. And this is for we have said that same thing to every one of our clients. Like we need leaders right now. I don't care what industry you're in. You need to be leading your industry out and let everybody follow you. Because there is no, we talked about this, there is no playbook. So you get to make it up. So the more content anyone can put out, the better. And to be relevant, to really be touching on those
1: Yeah. It is. And can I also say say this real real quick, Osla? The challenge when it comes to people who are, who are leaders and are trying to make this shift into the thought leader, because there's a difference between leadership and thought leadership, a, a very big difference. And leadership is getting things you know, done and making sure it's getting done. And, and thought leadership is about what could be, where is it going and how do I shape that into, into a vision and, and articulate it in a way that gets people to think and move and act differently. Um, oftentimes when people are trying to move from that leadership to thought leadership, they get in their, in their own way in their own heads of saying, well, what do I have to offer? What does my voice really mean? And is it really going to make a difference? And, and I would just really want to share this thought and belief and encouragement to all of your listeners that your voice does matter. And we need it today. Your customers need it. Your colleagues need it. Your employees need it. People you don't even know who are going to hear or see or read, whatever it is you're putting out, you can touch them in a way that can make a, a, a radical a radical shift for them. So, so please don't don't let the discounting voice in, our, in all of our heads keep you from sharing your voice because we need it today more than ever.
0: Mike, you're talking to me, and you know it's. And I shared this on the front end of our conversation that. I've gotten messages from my clients saying, we need you more than ever. When the pandemic hit, I was like, I was made for this. Like I, I, I'm going to lead through this. I can do this.
1: This Right.
0: And then, you know, George Floyd's death happened Mm -hmm. and his, you know, really his, the murder and just what that has done to be a tipping point into a much wider and bigger conversation. And one of my clients reached out and she said, Ursula, we, the way you say things matter we need you at that table and we need you at that table now. So figure out how to get to the table. And I was like, okay, (laughs) like, yeah, I'm scared. Yes. I'm afraid. Like I get what everyone's feeling right now. I understand that. And I appreciate what you just said, because we do get in our own heads. We discount what we have to say, but when people Mm -hmm. are like saying it's your time, it's all of our time right now.
1: Oh, without a doubt. I mean, what do people say? What's the toughest sale you have to make? And it's the first one to yourself. That actually what you're doing and what you're going to put out there has value. So we can get past that and recognize that we all have to be prepared to step into places that we feel woefully unprepared to be, uh, I think is is humbling and empowering. Uh, There's risk in that. but, But by stepping through and stepping into that, my goodness, I believe there's tremendous opportunity to ignite light and to To really um, shift where people are, and more importantly where, where they could be going, and, and you know the other parts of this, and maybe I 'm getting off on, on a different, well, this different is good. area here, but but I really believe that this time that we 're all going through, because I've, I've heard the great phrase that we're all in the same storm but we 're in different boats, um, is, is creating more space for grace. I really believe people are giving each other a little more grace and how they're showing up and where they're showing up. So for you, if I could speak to you specifically on that, that, you know, people are gonna give you that grace and they're gonna give you that, that space to be you and have your voice and for you not to have that, that fear or concern of, is, is the message gonna land? Because I know you, I mean, we're, we're, we've just met, but I'm, I'm picking up that we're very much aligned that we wanna make sure that our message is tight, that it hits, that it's gonna be impactful, it's gonna move people. But sometimes when, you, you, when you're on a topic like this, you feel so small you feel so small. So just, you know, if you show up as you, that's all anyone can ask for, and it will be perfect for that moment. You're going to make me you.
0: cry. I was crying all weekend. I was having these conversations all weekend. <laughs> I even cried this morning with a friend of mine and everyone, if you know me long enough, you know, I'm emotional. I'm, I'm good with that. And um, yeah, thank you for that. Because I know it's not just for me. I know I get to receive this message today, but so many people are going to hear this message and um I appreciate you. And I, before we wrap up, I just want, I know you've touched on some of these pieces about mind shift, but Mm -hmm. what did we miss? What do you want to make sure our listeners know about what that means in the time that we're in and what do you, what's, what's your call to action for us?
1: Sure. So, so here, here's what I would say. The the reason I'm going with, with mind shift and and it's, it's important to me because it's not just about mindset. Mindset is looking at how am I going to, you know, uh, you know, set the, this, this, Approach to me, we are living in 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 a period of major shift. Uh, some people may even say, "Take the f out of that," and we're living in major. But you know, <laughs> sure. we. we we are right but but everyone's experiencing different shifts whether it's personally relationally professionally emotionally physically I mean you can go down the list we're all experiencing them, but it all just come back to the mind and how do we approach that from a mind shift perspective and the shift is about from my world in racing. You shift to move forward. You shift to keep your momentum going. As a driver, drivers know when and where and how to shift in that car to ensure that it's optimized and performing at its top peak level to win the race. That's why I go back to mind shift. So if I could give you two, two quick thoughts, uh, that, that this would be a call to action for, for your audience to try and, and, and see how it works for them. But the first is this idea of control. And oftentimes, as we talked earlier, we look for patterns, right? Where we started the conversation, we're looking for patterns because in patterns, we can find control because that's routine. And when we're thrown out of that, we often look to try to control things that really we shouldn't and can't. And in my, my experience on this earth, Ursula, is that the more I've tried to control things and make them happen and work, it's, it's like trying to cup sand, you know, it's just falling through my fingers and, and cracks and it never works out the way I wanted it to. And instead, I believe that there are really only three things we can control. It's our attitude, our decisions, and behavior. And in those three places, we can actually meet the world from the inside out. as proactive, the inside out, by recognizing our attitude controls our decisions, which then controls our behavior, versus the way we typically work, which is reactive from the outside in. This is coming at me. It's stressful. I don't know what to do. And now I will react to it. And typically, it's not always in our best shape, form, or place, right? So that's the first thing: recognize our control is truly from the inside—attitude, decisions, behavior. The second is perspective, and this is really important today for leaders, really anybody, quite honestly, because we're we're going through this pandemic at the same time. And and I I heard this—it was from a Hopi uh, elder who said that we can look at this time as either being a hole that we've fallen into and wondering what we're doing here, how we're getting out, what does it mean to us, what's the impact going to be, woe is me, right, kind of this victim's perspective of, of what am I doing in this hole, or we can look at it as a portal, and, and a portal is something that takes us to a different place, and it's it could be a better place. It could make us stronger. It could make us more efficient. It could make us more effective. It could make our business more resilient, okay? But the choice comes down to perspective. Do you see yourself, your company, your team as being in a hole? Or do you see this as an opportunity to step into a portal that can take you somewhere better if you take the time to invest in your resources, in yourselves, right? Sharpening your saw, getting better at your craft, all of these different aspects. But I believe that if, if we can harness, and this is just two of like five of the, mind-shift components that, that that I speak on. But if we can look at control and perspective right now, I, I, I'm, I guarantee it's going to help you get to a better place tomorrow and a day after that, and a day after that.
0: So good. How many times during the last two months I've said, Let go, like there's let it go. Like the way it's was gonna look is not how it has looked. And I can share that we have clients who are having their best months ever. We are actually having record breaking months, and not even because that was our intention at all. It's and I can't even explain, I can't explain it. I'm just allowing it and reminding myself and my clients that the more money we make, the bigger impact we can make, the more people we can help and live a great life. Like you get to make that choice of how you live, but we need to be models of prosperity and thriving right now and showing the world what's possible. And that's what we've been yeah. doing. And we have clients and, and cli- we, we saw this happening at the front end of the pandemic. We said, similar to shared, like, what are you choosing? Yeah. You know, in your example, are you choosing to feel like you are stuck? You are in a hole. Are you choosing to see that this, for some of our clients too, this was the opportunity you've been waiting for to change everything in your business, right? To make that shift. So many of us, right? We were sitting on things that we know needed to change, whether it was in our business and our families and our professional lives, like on and on and on. And so there's been so many gifts. And not to take away from so much sadness and so much pain, but like when you look at those two things, right? Like they, they coexist. And so, yeah,
1: so it's, well, and, and they always have, they always yes. have, and they always will. And you're always going to have a choice of where you decide to sit because yeah. we will ultimately decide to sit in one camp or, or the other. And and I love it. you you're, spot on. How many people have said, Oh, you know, if I just have more time to do this, this, and this, I get, Okay, here it is. Here you go. <laughs> How right. you doing? Are, are, are you getting it done? I, I, and, the, and the other part of it too, uh, that I truly believe is, is it comes down to consistency and time. And that if, if you can build these like small steps, we're not talking, I, I just did a talk uh, recently on a, a message on telling people to stop giving 100%. Stop giving 100% effort. I'm tired of it. Stop with 100%, okay? Instead, I want you to give 1% daily improvement. That's it. 1% daily improvement is going to make a much bigger difference than 100% effort every day, because effort doesn't necessarily drive the results. But it's the idea of consistency each day and the culmination and the power of accumulating momentum over time, that if you can start something today, whether it's in your sales process, whether it's in, in your, your sales funnel, whether it's in your materials, your, your scripts, whatever, and you keep doing this consistently over three, six, nine months, you're going to see. I mean, everything you're experiencing now, Ursula, I guarantee didn't just fall out of the sky. This is from the previous years of consistent, deliberate, and intentional work that you and your team have put into play, the value and impact that you've delivered within your tribe. I guarantee it. I, I, I absolutely guarantee it. Yes. Uh, am, am I wrong? I mean, tell no, me, you're I'm no, wrong. You're unprocessing I'm wrong. what
0: you're saying. <laughs> like, you're absolutely right. And, um, I, I got stuck on the 1% because I was like, Ooh, that's really good because we, we've taken it down to 50%. And we're like, just do it at 50%, especially when people are writing scripts for the first time or they're doing something we're like just do it at 50%. No perfection here. But I like the idea of 1% because that gets me going and it gets me creating something and it gets me out of the stuckness of a belief that like what might not be possible right now.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes, but it's got to be one percent every day to give every you three hundred sixty-five percent, right, a year-end Im- impact, right? So I want to be really clear on. One of my that. clients is going to be
0: like Ursula. Like he just said one percent. Yes, but every day, and you know, let's let's keep yeah. it going. I love it, but and it does. It takes the pressure it's- off.
1: Yes. And I want to be clear. It's improvement. It's not the effort. It's about 1% improvement. You've got to have a marked improvement that you've measured. I mean, I learned that from, from being on, uh, on the race teams where, you know, you can have someone saying, I, but I gave a hundred percent out there. Well, it's great. But where is the result? Instead, so let's, l- let's find, yeah.
0: Let's talk about that for a second. So let's have a, yeah. and then we'll wrap up. But like a real world example, let's, you know, this is about doubling your sales now. So for someone who, yeah. you know, they're, Maybe they need to make more sales calls. Maybe they need to be more consistent. How could I, so 1% improvement every day. What could that look like?
1: Oh, wow. You know, for, for somebody, for somebody in, in sales, I mean, it could be simply their mindset, how they're showing up. All right. I mean, if, if you're in a string in a rut where you're just not getting getting the results you're looking for, the feedback, it could be working on your mindset and it's one percent every day of of looking at how can I change that, how can I show up with that virtual smile on my face or that legitimate smile on my face as as we're connecting, it could be that right there. Um, it could be you know as um, as simple as as refining the pitch and looking at your wording. Am I using the right words? Am I using the words that are going to resonate? Best with my prospect's pain point. Am I really bringing that pain point to surface? You now, they always say, you know, people buy the aspirin, not the vitamin. So, am I am I really sticking my finger in that in that pain point in an effective way? Um, you know, it, it could be again, it, it's those things. of just like breaking down your process. You know, am I following my process? Every day we've got a process, right? And I know that there are people who skip over certain parts because they feel like it doesn't really matter. But if it's in there for a reason, it does matter. So are you keeping that commitment to the process? So it's little things like yeah. that. I know those are those are in the weeds yep. examples, but those are great, uh, excellent.
0: I mean, we talk about those things at Sales Camp, and so after people leave Sales Camp, you actually using their script every day in the same order because some people will say, right. "Oh, I, you know, it's not working." And I'll say, "Well, let's go through what you're using." And there's critical pieces that are missing. So it's working on those things every day. I think that's spot on. And I've kept you over our normal 30 minutes, Mike. I just think this was such a great great conversation today. I I want, um, tell us, I know you have some, tell us how to get in touch with you. I know you have a free gift for our listeners, for those who
1: want more. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. And, and again, thank you for the opportunity and, and the time. I, I love it. This is this is wonderful. It feeds me and, and I, I hope the same for you and, and, and your audience. So you can find me at my website, mikemooney.com. Uh, there you can find information about how to get my book. If you do order my book, it's on Amazon and other places. But if you order from my site, uh, I personalize and, and autograph that and sign it and send it to you. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. I love to connect with people there. Uh, Instagram and social is at Mike underscore Mooney. You can find me there. And then, um, in terms of a free gift, you know, I put together an ebook, uh, right on the front end of, of the pandemic that is basically outlines 20 ways to build and protect your reputation during a crisis. And, and it's a free download. If you go to my site, just uh, pop in your email address. It'll get you access. You can download it and use it, but it really is important in today's world where people are are hit with the emotions that they're making decisions that can negatively impact their reputations. And if you think about it from a sales perspective, Ursula, 65% of all new business comes through referrals, 65%. Your referrals are based 100% on your reputation and the work that you do. So, Download the book, take a look at it. It's great bite-sized information, 20 ways that you can continue to drive and protect that great asset of yours. I'm
0: definitely going to grab that. So everyone go to mikemooney.com. And I did hear you say you're available for virtual speaking engagements as well, correct?
1: I am. I am, absolutely, absolutely. So if people would like to have me in uh, either for larger events or or help out with their team, I'm I'm happy to do that. And you can connect with me. Uh, My email is simply mike at mikemooney.com. I try to keep it simple. <laughs> yes, Mike
0: Mooney and his last name, M-O-O-N-E-Y. Just so everyone knows, right. go to MikeMooney.com. Check it out, get his free ebook. Mike, thank you for being here today. Yes, this filled my cup as well. I feel like you were speaking directly to me. You know, this is the way the universe works out, but I know you were speaking to everyone. So thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate you time and everything you're doing for the, uh, the small business community and the leaders out there that are, are making impact every day. They're the engine of, of our country and we need them showing up every day. So thank you for all you're doing.
0: Yeah, thank you. My pleasure. To our listeners all over the world, thank you. We love hearing from you. So email us at contact at salescoachnow.com. And- get ready for next, the next show. Again, we're going to be diving into what's really happening in the world right now and what we can do, what we can do together, how we can stand shoulder to shoulder with those who have been disenfranchised or African-American brothers and sisters, how we support them, but also how let's have a real conversation. So my friend Janice Graham is coming back. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about how we can be agents of change and support. Thank you all, everyone. Make this your best month yet. It can still happen. Bye for now.
1: Thanks for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in next week. And until then, we'd appreciate your review on iTunes.